I know a way to solve the the basketball variability problem, like the predictability of basketball. We need to officially make basketball a sport. Think about it. You take the variability of baseball and you alleviate like the uh, the symptoms of the variability of basketball and make it basketball. And we can have Matt Stone and Trey Park be the commissioners. No. Nope. <laughs> like they had started in the movie. Oh my God. <laughs> That's no, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You assign each player on the starting five or on the court a number, one through five. And you have a random number generator each possession select a number one through five and that player must take the shot this possession or it's a or it's a turnover is this basketball or is this around the world <laughs> that's 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 the idea if i shoot you miss you the next person in line because they take the shot <laughs> that's that's the idea Welcome, everybody. This is the DVD show. I'm your host, well, co-host, D with two E's. You introduce your name. Uh, wait, I have to talk. I didn't know I was supposed to talk on this thing. I thought I was supposed to look pretty. No. Um, I'm Dan. Uh, Dan and D. Dan and D. We're two D's. Uh, last names start with V, so DV <laughs> squared or... DVD, so D versus like D, whatever. Work, uh, play on words, but you get the point. This is the show. Tell us what, what we're going to be doing on this show. We're going to talk about sports um, and some other things. I think I think really this is going to be much more in the in the format of kind of a flowing conversation. We're going to kind of have topics that we're discussing, but yeah. we we just talk a lot about sports and yeah. kind of a lot about the experience of being sports fans. Mm -hmm. and no doubt. <laughs> we we really have no qualifications to be doing this other than yeah. I would say raging arrogance. Yeah, so we're not <laughs> gonna have no sources, we're not gonna have we don't have any like connections, we don't have like all these insider sources like uh, on speed dial like uh, Adam Schefter. We're not we're not like that. So <laughs> what if we did though? That would be awesome. And Adam what? Schefter he like especially in free HC, he's like the greatest dude ever. Like he works twenty four seven. Shefty, Shefty, bro, bro, Shefty. If you're listening, if you're listening, we have no money to give you, but we uh, we'll endorse you. Yeah, no, no, we'll we'll definitely tell our, uh, our our two listeners that you are the best. And then we're talking about sports too. So we're uh, and other things. We're basically shooting the breeze here. So yeah. mainly, main focus is going to be sports because we're both passionate fans about sports. You know, he's got uh, he's got his niche, I got mine, and then we got some things that we share a common ground for. He's our, he's our baseball guy right here. I'm more of like passionate about my football and wrestling. Um, we're going to be talking about maybe other things like um, that we may feel like such as music, movies. video games, movies, etc. So basically a non-professional Mike and Mike. So <laughs> yes, no. We're 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 our, well apparently Mike and Mike's no more, dude. Oh. Did you hear about that? Oh my gosh! Like, can that be our first topic then? Like, I did not know this. Sure. When, when that happened? Like, so, was this last show this this Friday or something? 
I think it. I don't think it's ended yet. Let's let's. They've let's been immediately. They've been saying like green, They've been doing. They've been saying Greeny has been um, uh, was leaving the show, but that was like, like I heard that what six months ago. Uh, <laughs> Did he finally leave, or is it still going? Basically, well, I'm seeing some results about. Yeah, Mike Greenberg announces the end of Mike and Mike. Um, basically, ESPN did their like big, big conference where and that was this week. Were, yeah, I yeah, missed dude. it. Um, where Damn. they were, they were trying to sell. Uh, you know, I guess sell sell advertisers on ESPN is totally fine. And uh, Deadspin did a great write up on this. So, <laughs> if you would like to hear something other than me badly paraphrasing it, please go and uh, give that a give that a read. Um, but. Yeah, so Mike and Mike is ending. Um, I guess Greeny is going to go. Yeah, Greeny is going to go, I guess, get his own show. And uh, I I can't remember what they're doing with Golik, but yeah, very sad. It's. It sort of feels like it's now only a matter. The sports reporters ended too, by the way. I know. Um, Did I I send you something on that? No, I accidentally watched the last broadcast of sports reporters because I just happened to be up early last Sunday. And you are you are a lucky lucky man. I missed it. And yeah. Plus, very... uh, to be honest though, I th- was sports reporters dead when John Saunders died? Yeah, it was. And God very rest very sad. It really feels like all these things are kind of coming together. That this is like the really the end of an era for ESPN in a lot of ways. And Mike and Mike, I like. It feels when like when it start like early two thousand. Like two thousand. I think it started in two thousand. Now I didn't start watching until I was in high school because I because I always woke up watching either like Nickelodeon cartoons, <laughs> or if I was going to watch ESPN, I'll watch the highlights. But I would get so bored from the highlights because they'd be showing the same stuff over and over, and I just got bored from it. So I was like ESPN too, and all of a sudden I saw these two guys talking about sports that I wanted to hear about. I wanted to hear commentary about you know two guys' perspective, and, and it just stuck with me. And that's and that's how I got introduced to uh, Mike and Mike. It might have been like two thousand four, two thousand five. I think that was around the same time for me too, because yeah. kind of same thing. I would be, I think actually I was never up early because okay, spoiler alert, I was homeschooled. I'm really weird. I was um, in public school and I went through some mental turmoil, but I'm I turned out okay. You know, I'm slightly insane. Also, I'm vegan and I write death metal. And uh, I'm I'm not a <laughs> carnivore, but I I love my meat and I uh, listen to Japanese music. We'll go on to that in another time, but <laughs> I digress. Anyway, um, yeah, it was around the same time for me, and I, would, I think I would watch the rebroadcast in the afternoon. And mm. the thing that always kind of got me about them, you know, I, like, especially as I got older, I cared less for, like, their perspective on sports things, but they just genuinely seemed like very nice people who genuinely enjoyed each other's company and were friends off screen. They seem like best friends. Yeah, and they just, they had like really wonderful chemistry. I love the nerd, like the nerd and jock dynamic that they kind of had going on. Yeah. Green never really was no athletically gifted guy and going played in the NFL. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure that they absolutely like played that up for the cameras, but it was, it it was always endearing. It was always charming. Um, Mm -hmm. They, they really were kind of like America's morning radio show, morning sports talk radio. my uh, Uh, morning show. And a little nicer, I guess, than probably your local talk radio station, and with fewer racist people calling in. So right. Also, let me let me tell you let me tell you my first experience of it. Uh, I knew of his existence before I actually watched it. Like I remember the first thing I saw was like a commercial, and it was like Greeny is sitting at a uh, they're at a diner, dining a diner table, 
Greeny on one side, Golik on the other. Greeny's looking real depressed, right? Like, he looked like somebody like, stepped on his dog or something. And then like, Golik's like, so what if uh, Mike Dick had called you like a pencil neck geek? And then something like that. Oh, yeah. And then, could you pass the salt? And he's like, sadly, pass the salt or no, the sugar or whatever. And I just remember that. I'm like, then that was my first exposure to Mike and Mike before oh, even man. watching the show. Dude, I forgot all about that. <laughs> God. I remember some obscure commercials or, or TV moments. I do. This <laughs> is—it's a weird gift, I know. It's going off the rails, but I remember around that time that that weird Magic: The Gathering commercial I'm, that was on TV. Send in bulb from accounting. Oh gosh. <laughs> and uh, oh man, I can't even remember the rest. Of it. I, anyway. I still want to see like uh, uh, the idea you mentioned of Luke Keekley like playing blue. Like, uh, oh, <laughs> him being like the defenses, <laughs> like, <laughs> Lake. <laughs> we're nerds, y'all. We are, we are nerds. I'm proud to accept. I used to, I used to fight that like for the longest time because, like, I used to like hate being a nerd or a geek, but at some point. It didn't come to like when I come came to college. I ran to like guys like you and like other, our other friends that we're, we're friends with now that finally helped me like accept that. Like, yeah, I was like, dude, like there's other people that are like me. I'm not too um, self conscious about that now, and I just accepted it. So, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think too we are definitely from the school of. Hard knocks. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. We're, we're from the school of hard nerds. Bingo. If you and I were friends and we were fans of different teams and we you know trash talk cool. each other a little bit it's because we're fine. friends yeah that's cool but like you meet some random dude on the street and he wants to like step up to you and talk shit about it de- and it's just, like literally because you're like wearing a patriots hat it's just like fuck it, off, it depends man. like it doesn't matter like, if it's friends or strangers it depends on the approach now if they have like a cheerful thing and they say huh your team stinks or something like yeah. that like but if they're like in your face like they're looking at you if they're wanting to fight you or them like they sound like fighting words then that's when I have a problem with it. Legit, legit. I really, like, I basically have almost never worn this this jersey on the wall here. I have a David Ortiz jersey hanging on the wall for those of you who are not watching along on our televised program. Uh, I'm wearing Carolina. But, but uh, <laughs> jerk. Anyway, no, I'm just, I'm just messing. I, I love trolling Carolina and Duke fans, uh, just, just FYI. Because they're the uh, only school basketball schools that matter basically, outside of Kansas and Kentucky. I'm a very sad, I'm a very <laughs> sad Boston College fan. Who, uh, but anyway, okay, anyway, the point is, literally, I don't even wear gear much anymore. And the reason is, like, you know, when I, I got into baseball in, like, the early 2000s, right at the height of, like, the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry. And those are both two, like, fan bases that are basically, like, nationwide. There's... You'll meet Red Sox and Yankees fans everywhere you go in the country. And so, like, here I am, a kid living in North Carolina, and I, you know, literally, I'm, like, 14, and I'm wearing my Red Sox hat around, and I go with my sister and my mom to the mall, to the fucking mall. And, uh, <laughs> the and literally, mall. these two women who were adults, who were adults, they were, like, at least in their 20s or 30s, started, like, screaming at me from across the park. <laughs> No, I shit you not. They because I was wearing a Red Sox hat and they were just like yelling at me like, "Yeah, we we saw Johnny Damon. You gotta suck." And I'm just like, 
And I, I literally just like pretended I didn't hear. Did they expect to like, win something? Like, what is the point of that? <laughs> I really, and maybe this is me. I am kind of a socially awkward person, me too. and I sometimes struggle to understand human beings. So I'm, I'm like willing to accept maybe there's some social cue I missed in this situation, maybe. <laughs> but like, seriously, what is the point of that? What are you like? Here you are, person, adult. What are you gaining from like yelling across the parking lot at a kid? Yo, let me let me tell you something though. And and this is like exactly this is like in if I could pick one thing to exemplify the kind of sports fan that I'm not and the kind of show that this is not going to be, it would be that. Well, let we me, are not going to tell you that your team sucks. But let me tell you something. Let me tell unless, you what, unless they're actually really bad. Let me let me tell you the reason behind that that experience there. Um, well, for you to be exposed to like people being jerks, you know, about their sports teams, that's one. But let me tell you, we as a society, especially when it comes to sports, or about anything, about sports, politics, movies, music, etc. We as a society, we're all critics. We love to talk crap. We love the trash talk. Even if we don't intend to do so, we sometimes will unintentionally be talking, talking junk, crap, what, uh, trash, whatever. And it seems like just us talking, like someone just talking trash or saying it directly to an opposition makes us feel better. I don't know. May, I, I can't. That's the only way I can explain it. But well, we, we as a society are trash talkers. And we're, we're going to critique this. Oh, this is terrible. Or this is really good. We can't go through life without doing that to some degree. Yeah. But I mean, to a kid, though, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I draw, that, that's one of the lines I draw there. But anyway. Boston. Yes, I'm sorry. Sports. Boston. I promise this is a sports. Boston. Podcast. Boston. Boston. So you all be ashamed of yourself. Like, look at me. Like, let me take this for like, for a minute here. <laughs> Celtics. Ahead, go ahead. Y'all to be ashamed of yourself. I'm a Bulls fan. So y'all put us out in the first round, and we probably would have put you out in the first round if Rondo didn't like you know injure himself. So I'm still mad about that because we had you on the ropes 2-0 and then we dropped four straight. But I'm not salty or that salty about that because y'all are still like a better team than us. Most people, even the people that didn't make the playoffs are probably better Eastern Conference teams than us. But you have a number one seed. People have been calling you the worst number one seed in history. And the worst thing y'all could have did was prove the critics right and right there you did y'all are at home y'all got blown out game one it looked like y'all made no adjustments y'all didn't look up any game film seemed like y'all just didn't have any heart none zilch not it seemed like y'all did a, a a bad rerun of game one except Took away extra baskets. Even worse. Worse. And how can you do that with your home fans? That is basically going to be y'all's send out for the city of Boston. Because they, because y'all going to come back swept. Y'all not coming back 
to to the TD Garden. And why, and I don't think the fans will really want y'all to come back to the TD Garden and play against Cavaliers if they if if a blowout like that is gonna be predetermined pretty much. And now that Isaiah Thomas is is gone with his hip now, there's literally no chance whatsoever. Like, I was looking at Twitter. Really was looking at Twitter. Gosh. When you look at Twitter, <laughs> especially a trending topic, especially a team that, that's trending on the wrong side of it, the internet can be savages. And I just kept reading it for like probably about 10 minutes. I was reading these feeds as they were coming in. I even sent in the feed, and that was inspired by you saying, hey, the Monstars took their talent. <laughs> it, it, I, you're a pro team. How do you get blown up? By 40 at halftime, again, it wound up getting blown out 40 at the end. And this is the Eastern Conference Finals. I know it's the Cavaliers, but get blown out by 20, not 40. I, okay. So, my head hurts just thinking about that blow. I'm glad I didn't have TNT. The reason I didn't interrupt is I'm actually sitting here sobbing into my T-shirt. No. um, You knew this was going to happen, but not this badly. Yeah, and I think... (laughs) I sort of feel like, um, I don't even know where to start with this one. This was brutal, man. Like, I really didn't, I I can't, I can't, like, say that I got super emotionally invested in this team this year, but I definitely did watch them a few times throughout the season, and they're better than that. They're, they're a much better team than that, and it's, you know, where does that begin and where does the greatness of LeBron end? Who knows? LeBron is LeBron is the best. Yeah. He's convinced me, man. He's the, king. he's the best player ever. Well, he's been convinced me, man. Like, like think about it. The Heat were a playoff team, but not a championship team. But then when LeBron jumped in there, they instantly became like a a cha- a team with championship potential. Like they they put them in the finals that year. Like I honestly believe <laughs> uh Take LeBron, put LeBron on literally any NBA roster, or better yet, generate a blank roster in 2K of replacement-level players, put LeBron on that roster, it's a playoff team. And honestly, in the Eastern Conference, that's a team that probably makes it all the way to the finals. What about, what about, what about the uh, 76ers? Y- even better. Put them on the 76ers. Brooklyn they're, Nets? They're, they're like a four or five seed at least. The Brooklyn Nets? Yeah. I, I'm convinced, man. He's the best player. He's the best player ever. He's the best player in basketball right so, now. So is that like a testament to LeBron's legacy or just how bad and underpowered the Eastern Conference is as a whole? I mean, it's both. Like, he's he's feasting on a lack of talent in his conference, naturally. but like, <laughs> Or young talent that hasn't matured yet. What's sort of sad is that he's never going to win another MVP because he's discovered the secret to doing this. And it's that what the what the Spurs have been have figured out for like years it's, now. It's, it's rest. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Who knew rest helps helps you get uh, helps you return to form. It's it's taking it's elementary time the season, and obviously they're never going to shorten the season. They're never going to make the season longer by including more games, or not more off days. But so what's going to happen is yeah, he's going to take you know he's going to take games off during the season, but also. The Cavs didn't try that hard. They kind of... And it, Here, Celtics, take the me. number one seed. It, Just take it. It seems obvious now that they... They're going to beat you anyway. 
basically intentionally punted the last like stretch of the season. Maybe not necessarily because they wanted to give up the one seed, but they realized it doesn't really matter where we're seeded. We are head and shoulders the best team. We will destroy anything in our path all the way to the and it do, it just doesn't matter. And this is kind of the kind of where I want to take this is that I think this is this is kind of where we come in as sports fans where this has been a horrible, horrible this is finals a, not just finals but no, just a playoff, playoff in general this has been a horrible product to watch there's, there's been like and two series that I can hang my hat to to say hey they were they were entertaining um let's see um you had what for Celtics for, Wizards Celtics Wizards Celtics Wizards um jazz honestly, and, jazz and clippers and then maybe you could throw in uh, and, and then throw in rockets thunder although what i will say is that even in some of those series like rockets wizards and i think the the thunder rockets wizards wow uh, rockets <laughs> thunder and wizards celtics you honestly a lot of those series were the two teams just trading blowouts back and forth. So, like, even then, the individual games weren't even that dramatic. And, uh-huh. I mean, that, I feel like you can chalk that up to variance and all inconsistencies, maybe, in the way that teams are preparing for games. I mean, I don't the- think there's really anything Adam Silver can do about that. But it is sort of funny. I, for like 10 seconds, saw him on TV earlier and was like, this really should be cause for celebrating how good these super teams are. And I'm like, I know that you, your job is to sell the league, but like, oh. how, can, can you really say that with oh, a straight face? You just, you just. That this is good for basketball. Like, I don't believe oh, that. Oh, okay, for a okay. Now, now, okay. I, let's, let's, let's talk about super teams. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Used to be a big two, now it's a big three. Now it's just like a big five of just getting stars and superstars on one team. And like, just enter your starting lineup at this point. It's just, it's boring. It's bad for the sport because it's just basically like, hey, you guys hungry for a championship? You all, let's, let's put you all on a team so y'all can get that ring. But it's, but it's basically saying, hey, it's like taking like this kid getting a good chunk of the toys, and then these twenty nine other kids. Well, let me see. No, you got four kids. Okay, you got four kids getting a good chunk of the toys. Two of them getting even more than those other two, in within that four, and then the rest of the twenty six teams are just fighting over what's left. Some will have a little bit. Some will have. Well, some have more, some have less, but it it makes for a boring basketball. Like when I was seeing, like we see LeBron James and company going against Milwaukee. You're not giving Milwaukee a chance. They and they got they're a young up tom, uh, upcoming team with the Greek Freak and company. But no one's giving them a chance because they're a small market team. They're young and they're not even close to like challenging uh, LeBron or or the Warriors or anybody. At that point, it's not even basketball anymore. It's not basketball is supposed to be a team sport. It's like, huh? Okay, I'm just gonna give you the ball here. You're gonna score the basketball. It's not like I I yearn for back in the day like 
you know how you had Bird and Magic and Jordan, but between those those three guys, between that triangle, and this is like I referenced uh, Thirty for Thirty. You had a team. Uh, I think it was Mitch Album or somebody. Uh, he said you had a team for those two years. You had the Detroit Pistons, the Bad Boys. They had a superstar in Isaiah Thomas. Not to be confused with Celtics Isaiah that Thomas. That is really confusing. Even though he rocks. Get well soon, buddy. And you can make a case for Joe Dumars. Isaiah, by the way, if you're listening, Isaiah, we're available. I'm just kidding. Anyway. But and then, would you make the case of Joe Dumars being a superstar or, or being like a, a star, maybe like a step below like Isaiah Thomas? Probably uh, a step below, but Isaiah Thomas was the defensive star. But then he yeah. had like a he was a he was the defensive superstar, but everyone else was stars. I mean, he had Dumars as a secondary scorer. You had uh, the enforcer of Bill Ambeer without the combat basketball. Great game, by the way. <laughs> if you're into retro gaming at all, Bill Ambeer's combat basketball. It is a real thing. YouTube it. Horrible SNES game, but and then you anyway. had a, and then you had defensive uh, uh, guru and Dennis Rodman. So no, he was great, man. Like he he had he had like some uh, he was he was crazy. He he is much more well known for that. But he was more now. so he crazy when good. he when he left. He was more so crazy when he went left for the Bulls. Yeah, I think it was like his way to stand out, like in the midst of like in the presence of Michael Jordan. Yeah, but but they were a team. And that encouraged good team basketball. Like they had the string together to beat their opponents, and then also do trash talk to get in their heads psychologically and stuff to win as a they won as a unit and they lost as a unit. But having one, but like having like superstars that basically like, even on their worst day they can still win because they just by default win because of they just ha- they're so much more talented than the other team. That's really not fair. It sort of reminds you of It's not like, basketball. Yeah, like I I would always it like it makes me think of like in my like Madden Creative teams from years ago where I would like go in and I would basically be able to I should realize my computer's on battery, I'm gonna have to go get the charger in a sec. Anyway, um, you would go in and you would basically if you knew how to do those preseason drills right in like the old Maddens on the old Xbox, you could basically just if you waited long enough, you could get all of the key players on your team all the way up to 99. And so you would draft you would just draft guys that were super fast and then you basically yeah, just had all the best players in the league on your team. If you were like even remotely good at managing the cap, you could just have everybody at 99 basically and you would just raffle stomp everybody you played because you were just automatically better. It was like you were already up by 20 stepping onto the field basically. And that's that's what it feels like with with the Cavs and with the Warriors, where it, like, feels like they're already up by 20, even though, like, they're not. It starts at zero, but you think it doesn't. But, and I'm going to grab my charger. <laughs> Sorry. Go Chargers, go. And and that's why I think the playoffs have just not been good. Because you have four teams, you have, like, three, four teams that are up here. And then the and then the rest and then the rest of the, of the guys are like down here, so that's that's why I think the ratings have just like it hasn't been good basketball to watch because you have a couple of good teams and then everyone else is just a mixed bag. I mean it's pretty it's pretty much 
And I was gonna give the Spurs credit, uh, uh, put lump, put them in there at, at the top, but with Kawhi Leonard out, it it was basically like, okay, who who am I who am I kidding? It's Warriors, Cavaliers, that's it. Honestly, they should have just did one series because it's it was just basically just routine. Yeah, we're being forced to basically play these rounds. It's it's not even fair. Like, what's the point of even playing them if you're sweeping them, sweeping them, sweeping them? The two best teams, one from each, the the best team from each conference in the tournament, have all have all swept their guys. Like, have have, have swept everybody, swept everybody. It does sort of feel like all. It's boring. 80, 82 plus, you know, ten games that we've seen so it, far have basically. Did the 82 games even matter? What we already knew. Did the 82 games even matter at this point? It only matters for the people for the from like spots six through eight getting into the playoffs. That's all it matters. Like so. What I, sorry to interrupt, but no, I, was, hey, I, I finished my thought. We'll we'll get better at this as we keep going. I, I'm, uh, I'm still my thought anyway. For all two of you that are still listening, um, but where where I kind of want to go with this is, um, so. Because, like, this kind of gets into what sports is about now, right? Like, once you get past the sort of kid level of sports fandom where just any sports thing is cool, like, man, that guy hit the ball to the shortstop. That's so cool. Once you get older and you get past that, what is sports about? It's Money. about... <laughs> Politics. Well, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, for you, what do you get out of it? You get... It's... We, we all kind of have opinions about things, but it's finding out all together all at once whether those opinions were right or not. And so to me, and this is kind of where I bring in my baseball fandom, every year in baseball, like the Pocota projections come out before the season where, like, like a couple of years ago in the Royals won the World Series, Pocota had them winning like 70-something games and... And that was the story the whole season as the Royals were just kicking ass. Like, Let me interject for a second. Royals! Royals! Sorry. Talking about Royals. I don't even know that song. But, uh... <laughs> Dude, Lord for the win, man. Brody Croyle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, Lord, Lord for the win, though. Anyway. Yeah, Lord, Lord is great. Yeah. Um, and uh, makes me very sad because I am 27 and I have yet to release my first album. I'm a musician, by the way. Buy my music. Listen to my music. It's, uh... It's dope, if I do say so myself. The intros and the outros... He did that. Yes, I uh, and I, I watched him do it. Well, I have, one of them, <laughs> unless otherwise stated, composed all of the music that appears on this show. Uh, anyway, um, so what I wanted to say about about that uh, was, like every year, there's always surprise teams in baseball because baseball is such an incredibly high variance sport, and you see it in the NFL it's, too, where there's there's a team every year that turns out to be way better than we thought, and like this year, honestly, it was. The Falcons, they like the Falcons, who, were considered to be good they coming are into who the we year. Thought but, they were, but everybody, it, like everybody, shit on Matt Ryan, and he kind of proved everybody wrong this year, and it was kind of cool. We turned him into Matt crying. Sorry, well, yeah, but Sorry, I mean, I he was amazing all year. He's great. It was and, great. It was dope. And I'm a Boston College guy, so I, I love Matt Ryan. But uh, so he was kind of torn to Super Bowl, but he, but his, his Patriot fans still won out. Yeah, but 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 he was great that year. He he deserved the MVP. But my point is, I'm trying not to not to digress too much. But my point is, like every year in in, in the NBA or not in the NBA in the NFL and in MLB, you kind of have teams that kind of come out and surprise you. 
I don't think that really happens in basketball, really ever that I can remember. Because like, we pretty much, and I, I mean, there's so many possessions per game. It's a very, it's a sport of like rhythm and consistency, and as a result, the best teams basically always win. I mean, obviously, basketball not. is pro basketball is like the most predictable like pro sport. We yeah, got. and to me, I think as someone who is not. Oh my god, this cat is back here and he's literally he's got a piece of paper and he's staring the shit out. Buddy, I love you, but you gotta stop doing that, man. Anyway. Dude, he's just trying to chase that paper. As we all do, we gotta chase that paper. He is literally trying to eat that paper. Yeah, okay, let's talk about the Celtics then. Do you um, do you keep the pick or do you trade the pick? It um Oh jeez, this thing is not letting me type. What is going on here? Personally, I really don't know. Like it it, it really depends on what their motive is because if you want to win next year or or uh, if you want to win within the next couple of years, you got to trade it for veterans. Whether it's for Jimmy Butler, Air Gordon, Gordon Hayward, uh, um, or Paul George. Like, if you're wanting to try to beat the Cavs, because you're not going to beat the Cavs at all with the roster that you got. We saw that. That's, that's, that is clear. But do you get a young... Because, like, a young rookie is not going to solve your problems next year. It's, he's not. Probably not even the next two years, he's not. Well, here's, okay, here's here's a perspective that I'm going to posit as a, as a lifelong Celtics fan. Um, I would say I really didn't follow them as much in, when I was a kid, obviously, but, um, you know, for, for many years. Um, and I think this gets into the same, like, what is sports for kind of, kind of question is... Right now, looking at this team's season, and I think we can we can basically pencil them in as being done. They're not going to win the series, uh, so their season is over for all for all intents and purposes. But as you said, this season's for, been a success, though. That's my point. I honestly, as a fan, as a Celtics fan, have gotten the exact amount of entertainment out of this team this year that I wanted, and so from that perspective. Yes, would I love to see them win the finals? Yeah, totally. But I didn't go in expecting that to happen, I guess. And maybe that's that's the difference between expectations and sort of desires. But I, like, I had fun. I enjoyed watching the Wizards series. I enjoyed watching the regular season games that I saw them play. Last year, I enjoyed seeing them beat the Warriors at the end of the year. That was fun. But... I still think the Warriors got robbed there. Yeah. But... <laughs> but... That's my point, is that, so, honestly, if they're going to draft a rookie and wait it out for the next couple of years and lose to LeBron in the playoffs every year, I'm honestly okay with that. So Like, maybe that is wrong, maybe that makes me, like, a bad fan or not enthusiastic enough, but I'm just, I just feel kind of realistic about it, that, like, the alternative, again, is kind of, is kind of blowing, it's pushing all your chips into the middle of the 
of the table and saying, well, I really, really want to win with Marcus Smart. And I, I can't say that that's necessarily the wrong thing to do, but as, as a fan, I honestly would rather, I would rather, rather than sort of the slightly bigger chance of getting past LeBron in the next two years, I would rather see the team essentially be a good team for like the next six years. To me, that's more valuable of having like a fun, engaging, entertaining team to watch every year because to me, it's an entertainment product. I've seen my team win in my lifetime. It's not a desperate need for me to see them win a championship, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I want um, the East to get better. And, and for them to get better, they got to get more talent. True. And so, and that that's my point. Like, Paul George is awesome, but again, there's no guarantee that he doesn't play there a year and leave in free agency, whereas... Who knows what Foltz... It's Foltz, right? It's pronounced Foltz. Foltz. I, I, this is how much I follow NBA prospects. Who do, you, do, you get, do you get Foltz or Ball? Foltz. I, I think so. Uh, and it has nothing to do with, like, LeVar Ball. It's just I personally got gut feeling I'm, I'm feeling that. And I think Lonzo and his dad are not going to be happy playing anywhere other than L.A. So, you know what? Go, go right ahead, man. Uh, you, know, you don't, you don't want to bring in a guy that has basically implicitly already said that he doesn't want to play there. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and again, like, it, it's fair. It's, like, I, I think that's his perfect... I think that's his right to say, honestly. And, you know, I don't know. I don't... Now, for me, <laughs> I think... Lonzo Ball is an entirely different topic, now which, for, now, for another day, maybe. Now, but. for me, though, I I do like like to see them draft folks, but the, but the only problem is, like... That pick wouldn't make any sense if they also keep Isaiah Thomas. Like I said, there's just so many variables that if they decide to do something, like then like that's when the moves will start making sense to me. For me, I go back to when the Celtics remember they when they had just um Paul Pierce and it was like a string of other guys. That's yeah. what makes me think of uh Isaiah Thomas right now is him and the rest of the other guys. But then management decided it was a Ainge, Danny Ainge, right? He he decided to get KG and Ray Allen, and then uh, how they pick up Rondo? Rondo, they drafted Rondo. They he drafted was a second Rondo. round pick, dude. So um, they got a, they're the, they're the pioneers of the big three. So he went and got players to win a championship, and they could have won another one if they didn't choke against the Lakers. So I think if y'all want to win a championship, if y'all want to get good, and you want to dethrone the king, you gotta get you some superstars. You you kind of gotta give into the machine of com- compile your own super team because that's well, really the only way you're gonna beat the league. Because regardless of it's even when LeBron retires at some point, I don't know when, but psh, waiting on him we, to retire, we've I think got another six or seven years. Wait, wait, probably. yeah, like waiting on him to retire though is that's wasting like a lot of years and contracts and stuff. But if you want to like beat somebody, you gotta assemble the great a great team that can like take that take that team down. Well, so I I don't know how they're gonna do it, but they if they want to win now, they got. They got to assemble a team. Because, like, waiting on him to retire, like, the Jordan effect. It's like, we can't win a championship or, heck, we can't even get past the Eastern Conference unless he retires and pays baseball. Well, like, okay. <laughs> and, and I guess, I guess my, my sort of devil's advocate counterpoint is, well... He like, plays blue, so, yeah, you counter me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I... My point is, like, so... 
I don't like the argument, and I've heard this argument several times, and I can't I can't remember where, but like I you know I I've, I've heard people say this basically that like other teams in the East, like maybe the Raptors, should just blow it up and start over and basically, yeah, wait for LeBron to retire. And I just, I don't, maybe not even wait for him to retire, but wait for him to at least start declining and wait, kind of wait for the Cavs to kind of decline a little bit. I don't bit. see him slowing down anytime soon. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to, what's the point? Again, and that's my point. Like, it, And th- this is what I would ask you. Just, you're, you're a Bulls fan. Y- you guys are kind of in a similar position where... Uh, Blow the whole team up. Bono team. Really? You you would rather watch a shitty team for the next three or four years? Dude, I grew up watching like a dude like I at first jumped ship on the team because they were just so terrible once Jordan left the second time. Like I did not want anything to do with the Bulls and I jumped ship and I was, I was like a Toronto fan because of Vince Carter. <laughs> then I jumped back to them when they were the baby bulls and they were on the come up and they had like a young Ben Gordon and Kurt Hyatt. Yeah, Lou All Dang. Yeah, Kurt I start Hyatt. I start that's when I started liking Duke players. After they can't got out got out of that that basketball program and start playing for my Bulls. That's when I started cheering for like Duke fans because they had Chris Duhon as well. Wasn't wasn't that where Kyle Korver played? No. No, we picked him up around 2012, like 2011, 2012 yeah. to try and compete against the Heat. But where, then where like, the hell uh, did he play before that? Oh, oh, like when he was in when he was in 2K. What, what oh. team was he on? Oh, um, years ago, Philly. 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 I think Philly. Google it. Oh, Philly. Right. Yeah, okay. Pro Philly. basketball reference. Philly. On my mind right now, it's Philly. That's why I remember him playing at Philly. Uh, do, 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 do. We'll put in some Benny Hill music while I'm researching. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to the living real quick. I, I, I forgot see, his name. See if Mustang's still there. I think they went outside. Yeah, they did. Because they need to talk or something. I don't know. Oh, God. That's a good thing. Uh, that means we're free to do our thing. Yeah. What is his name? I already Kyle. His name. Kyle. Kyle. Come here, Kyle. Corver. Kyle Corver. Wow. How the hell did I forget the dude's name? Come here, Kyle. I just, my brain just, like, died. Holy shit, dude. You were right. Philadelphia, That's Utah. A- and then Chicago. Yeah, I remember that. Who the Utah Jazz? Man. Holy shit. You have, you have such a good memory for shit like that. I told you my dad was a uh, was a uh, 76ers fan. I had to like keep track of Allen Iverson, Kyle Korver, Theo Ratliff, the Kimmy with Tombo, and Aaron McKee. team is gonna intentionally say look we don't want to put a good product on the field on the court whatever then you're basically just gonna check out as a fan you're not gonna like Phillies fans have not been following the Phillies the last few years you know what I mean they might look at the end of the season and be like oh 66 wins remember the Phillies were good yeah that wasn't that long ago (laughs) was that Ryan Howard and uh who, who was the other one Ryan Howard and uh, Chase Utley, and they had Roy Halladay there for a few years, and uh, Jimmy Rollins, mm-hmm. Shane Victorino. Mm. I feel like I know a lot more 2010 Phillies than I probably should. He anyway, knows baseball. You know baseball. Uh, I, I try. But my point is, and this is kind of how I feel about the Red Sox, too, that 
I like there's a lot of hand wringing in Boston right now about like David Price and is it like is David Price going to be worth the rest of this contract and you know is you know How should often? should Dombrowski trade more prospects he's basically traded everybody away at this point but to get you know Chris Sale and and it's like the way I look at it is is this I have seen my team win in my lifetime and I don't like I said, I don't I don't feel this like intense need to see the Red Sox win the World Series every year. So for me, what's more valuable to me now as a fan is just an entertaining team. And they've got that. They have a lot of cool young players and potentially Rafael Devers coming maybe even this year. Um I love and the name Mookie which Betts. we actually got to see, or I got to see him play a couple of years ago, actually for the Red Sox single A team when they came through town. Uh, but see who played Devers. Devers. The, uh, he's the top prospect in the Red Sox system right now. Um, Your endeavors. <laughs> but my point is, like, that's all I really want, and so I honestly would prefer Dombrowski not cash in the chips and not trade prospects because that is making it less and less likely that the Red Sox, say the 2022 Red Sox, are going to be any good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When David Price is in the last year of that deal and he's topping out at 87 miles an hour and is has basically turned Ew. into CeCe Sabathia. Like, oh, gosh. Is he still in the league? He is. This is probably his last year, but he's still he's still in baseball. I, I did see him, his, his name on a stat line. I was like, what? Are you really still here? Still still for the Yankees. Is A.J. He, Burnett he, still there, or did he retire? No, yeah, I know he's Because <laughs> uh, that was a package deal. Both, those those guys came in at the same time. Well, he, he went to he went to the Pirates and pitched like pretty well for the Pirates for a couple of years. Uh, Your career goes to die when you're at the, at the Pirates, though. No, they were good. They're that good. Was, that was when they were good. That was the Ray Searage magic where they had the magic pitching coach who just every bad pitcher who went up there suddenly became good. And uh, it's happening with Ivan Nova this year. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this is all massively beside the point. The point is, I keep saying this, the point is, the point is, the point is. Sorry. The point is in my pants. Um, but <laughs> what I want is to be entertained. I want fun players on my team. I want to feel like I didn't waste my time following the team and watching games and things like that. And to be honest, if you had fun, if you enjoyed yourself, if you, you know, got to pump your chest a little bit when they did cool things, then, yeah, then you did. Then you got value out of it. In my opinion, anyway. I don't think... I Because, like, just the math doesn't work. You have 30 teams or 32 teams or whatever. There's one champion... So does every other fan base consider their season a complete and utter failure? I don't think so. I think you the whole point is that you're eternally optimistic about things and you enjoy them. And like what? it doesn't have to like it doesn't have to operate like a business where like, you know, we failed to extract perfect value from this transaction and therefore we failed to meet our failure. Status. We failed to meet our status quo. And this is why <laughs> and I'm gonna rant for a second here because you've had some rants and it's my turn. Go for it. Uh this is why I hate the Sam Hankey thing. I hate the process. <laughs> I, you know, that might be the mathematically perfect way of of assembling a super team. You hate it. The Astros have now been kind of proving this method correctly in baseball, where now the Astros are really, really good uh, because of all those draft picks and the Cubs, too. Theo came in and blew up the Cubs, and now the Cubs won the World Series. For the Cubbies. God. Um, 
but it's not fun. I mean, it's different <laughs> if you're the Cubs, because the Cubs have tried everything else over <laughs> If you're a Cubs fan at this point, you're like, fuck it, I'm never going to see them win anyway. My brother was Go a Cubs fan. Go for it, man. Go for it, man. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, if we got to lose for 100 years to win one, sure, which is what they did. But <laughs> My brother still is loving that. And you know what? He'll get to love it forever. And that's my point. Like, Dude, we get to see the one of the longest but, droughts in. But it's like... I don't know, man. If you're a if you're a fan of a different team without that sort of weird historical baggage, you just want to be entertained. You want to have fun. You want to be invested. You want to you want a good player on your team mm -hmm. to root for and to be like, yeah, that's my good player. Yeah. Like, I am with Mookie Betts. I love Mookie Betts. Mookie. He's my favorite. And Xander, I love those guys. They're so much fun. Xander and Bogart. it also blows my fucking mind that Mookie Betts is like four years younger than me. But I feel like this is only going to get worse as I get older. Um, but the point is, it should be entertaining. It should be fun. And I think teams really ought to treat it less like a... Like, they should act less like they're the CEO of, like, Exxon or Google or something. <laughs> and Amazon. more like, hey, we're in the entertainment business and we should be putting... I mean, in, in the words of... Uh, in the words of Ridley Scott, putting bums in seats, right? Like, that's what it's all about. I mean, think of the WWE. Like, not everybody can win the championship belt. Bingo. Bing fucking go. The WWE does an amazing job of that, of always being entertaining, even if your guy isn't, isn't on top. It's always fun. It's always engaging. Whatever. Some people are wrestling people. Some people aren't. But, I and I, honestly, I'm... Like, I don't, I don't really go out of my way to watch wrestling unless it's with this guy. But... We were roommates one time. Yeah, we were we were roommates in college, and so I, I watched a lot of dude, WWE. Dude, I was, and then I was recapping the time when Miz cashed in the briefcase and hit oh, hit Orton with the skull crusher finale. That was great, and won the championship. And I just marked out like crazy. You know what I mean? I don't know. This was a long rambling rant that really didn't make sense but and didn't Sam go Sam Hankey. Sam Hankey. <laughs> and like, it is my official editorial <laughs> position that Sam Hankey fucking sucks. It's like, so let's let's tank and let's get three big men. It's like one that doesn't have no offensive game. Let's get one that's injury prone, but now he's proven to be good, but he keeps getting injured. And let's get one that has an offensive game, but doesn't play defense. Let's like get a cluster of like of uh, centers, basically. Well, I do appreciate. Doesn't it kind of remind you of the Lions drafting a wide receiver in the first round like four years in a row? <laughs> Roy Williams. And fucking, I mean, they got Megatron out of it. They so got I Megatron. So. But I do appreciate that because it is funny. And Sam Hickey really should be ironically made fun of for <laughs> literally. It almost reminds me, like, it almost feels like Sam Hickey was, like, selling, like, Mary Kay or something. Like, he was just, he came in and he was like, man, have I got a radical business. Like, it was very office space. Like, dude, I've got a radical business proposition for you. What if being bad was actually good? And it's like we would pay. He they just would pay you to lose. Like he just, yeah, no shit. Like he just came up with basically a a like you know like I can almost imagine him like presenting this to the board of directors like this like all these pie charts and shit that he generated in Excel. Snake eyes. Who cares? They pay you to lose just for the excitement of it.
feel like we're gonna have to probably edit all these cuss words out. And I'm the only one that's cussing too, which is the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying like to prepare for like a like uh, doing like stuff on Twitch, and I don't. I, I want it to be family friendly. Are you allowed to cuss on Twitch? Yes. For me, I'm, I'm, we're gonna go off the sports for a second, but like about Twitch and stuff. Like for me, I wouldn't want to cuss much. I think I, one time I, I streamed, and I was like, oh shit. Like I actually said, because like I uh, I thought I had own gold in Rocket League, but it turned out that wasn't the case. <laughs> but um, for me, I I like watching streams with my little nephew, but certain streams I cannot watch because the guy in, in a drop of a hat can say a cuss word, and yeah, I don't want that to happen. You can't edit that out because it's so, live. But it's like one guy um, I know. He goes by like Game J O Six, aka Big John. He he constantly promotes having a family stream, and it's great. And he he has a real popular channel. And I'm like, whoa, that's really inspirational. You don't have to like be angry video game nerd esque and like drop a bunch of like cuss words or even create cuss words and whatnot to get a following, to get it's, a strong following. It's the sort of thing that like. And it's a stream I can watch with my yeah, nephew. I'm I'm a potty mouth, but it, it is the sort of thing that it's only it's only funny if it's creative. I'm gonna pipe out too, but I just don't want future employers seeing me like that. Yeah. <laughs> it costs me a so, job. We'll, we'll come up with some funny sound effect that I can clip and put over all the swear word. So like, tell you the SVU soundtrack. Well, no, soundtrack. no, no. no. I'll, we'll say something like "woo," and then I'll be like "woo," and you'll just hear "woo." <laughs> Alright people, that has been this week's, or this month's, or this year's, or this universe's uh, DVD podcast. We're gonna have more. Uh, there will more than likely be more of these. Uh, he's D, I'm Dan, we talk about sports and other things sometimes. Uh, seriously, reach out to us, let us know what you think. Uh, find us on various social media things. And uh, that's it. I don't take, really. I don't. Take, take care. I don't really have a shtick or a sort of a cool call out sign off. So I'm just going to say. Be nice to people and make money. Uh, I would simply say be good and do good. That's it. Good luck and good night. Later. <laughs> Bye. We're 10 seconds in and we've already clipped the mic out. This is going to be a thing. I caught it. Uh, oh, wait. Selfie camera. I caught it. Uh, okay. okay, so...